What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Wised Up Podcast presented by Wyzetta Community Yet. I'm your host, Zach Nelson, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, the name Matt TKK, broker from locally owned RR Realty International of the Twin Cities. Nene, how are you today? I'm doing good, Zach. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. How is quarantine going for you? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm getting a lot of projects done. <laughs> I, I'm running out of projects, actually, but that's okay. I, I, for the first time in my life, I feel that there is ultimately nothing else on my checklist to do. So uh, I'm feeling in a good space. I'm feeling in a good space, using my time wisely. Yeah, it's amazing when people are forced to spend time at home, how many home projects all of a sudden uh, move up the list on, <laughs> on the to-do list, so to speak. Yes, yes. So let's jump right into things. What is the home market like right now? Well, the home market is kind of, well, well, first off, it's strong. Uh, it's still moving forward as we speak of right now. Uh, actually, we've had some people reporting that they're busier than they were the year prior. Uh, so in some elements, it's hot and cooking. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that it uh, has changed in the way of how we do our business, uh, all from showings to even how we do our closing. Uh, so that is a little bit uh, unique in its space. Uh, but then we also are concerned about the future uh, in regards to, uh, you know, some of the people's economic experiences that they're going through right now, how will that play out in the long term? How will that affect people in their ability to make their mortgage payments and or paying their rents? How does that affect our uh, communities and our, and our neighborhoods is, is something that we're paying much, very close attention to. Can you elaborate a little bit on how the process of showing or, or closing on a home has changed? Sure, not a problem. So uh, when it comes to the showing side of things, a um, lot more uh, realtors are utilizing and patrons are utilizing what is called uh, virtual uh, tours. Uh, they are using uh softwares and systems where you can actually do a full walk through a home right at from the comfort of your couch. Uh, and a lot of uh, uh, sellers and buyers are both liking that. Uh, and it gives a really good sense of what's going on in the sense of the home. Uh, one of those software systems is called Matterport. Uh, that is a uh, system where you can click on different points of the scheme and, and be able to tilt the camera to all points of the uh, home. It's a 360 uh, virtual view, uh, very slick, very uh, uh, you know informative on understanding nook and cranny. That's one way. Uh, another is people are doing virtual tours where they are having their agents either walking through the property uh, and having some kind of video uh, streaming system uh, you know, either FaceTime or Duo and where they are uh, interacting with the potential buyers and saying, okay, go to this room, we're going to that room. And then there, if you do do an in-person showing, uh, we are all wearing uh, masks upon going into the showing and then our gloves, uh, we provide our gloves to our clients and then our, we're wearing gloves ourselves. Uh, and then we are also not overlapping 
uh, appointment. So uh, the person in their uh, realtor, whoever they have chosen, they're going through a home and, uh, you know, not overlapping and having appointments in connection with other uh, realtors. Uh, and then at the moment, we have all suspended all open houses. Uh, so we do not have large gatherings of individuals coming through uh, showings in, uh, in, as far as uh, one at a time. So it's, uh, we try to uh, create the social distance uh, situation as much as possible. And I think we've been very effective. Yeah, and I think about the process of buying a house, it's obviously a, a huge investment. So when there's technology involved, whether it's a virtual tour online or it's a tour with a, you know, your realtor, obviously there's a, there's a big level of trust involved in that process when you maybe aren't seeing the home in person, at least initially. How have you been able to bridge that gap um, and, and use that trust to be able to um, you know, sell a home to someone who's making that large investment? Well, the big deal, and uh, the biggest thing about that is that you want to make sure that um, you're transparent. Um, you're 100% um, in communication with that person. And that that is what really builds uh, trust. And then also, you know, knowing your uh, what you actually know and, and knowing your limitations when you've reached that. Uh, and then doing the work and following up and finding out information as it uh, the need arises. And so when someone sees that about you and then they, you know, it's also um, establishing rapport with uh, other affiliates and uh, fellow service providers that uh, provide that same quality of service and trust, uh, that's where you start to really be able to move forward from uh, working from a remote situation to uh, helping one execute a transaction in which they may be um, 30 miles away or 3,000 miles away. Uh, it doesn't really change too much when it comes to how you behave in a virtual scenario. Uh, but, you know, I think that, uh, again, it's about, you know, doing your due diligence and finding out, you know, that person has, uh, you know, the expertise to be able to execute the uh, real estate uh, need that you have in mind. And so making sure that they have certifications, designations, uh, what is their... Uh, oh, I mean, are are they doing anything that is above and beyond within relation to the industry of real estate? Uh, how do they interact with it? Who do they bring to the table? All these uh, things have impact on what kind of relationship and outcome you'll have in the end. I think for a lot of us, technology has obviously played a big role in being able to work uh, remotely if possible. Do you anticipate technology being uh, more of a um, used more often and more of a tool than it was before this pandemic hit? Yes, I do believe that is the case. However, do I believe that it will um, forever change to the point? Uh, I think there will be some curve back once uh, we are in a position where we feel safe to work closer with one another. Uh, and the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, real estate is still yet a face-to-face -face business. And there's not, there's only so many algorithms that you can put together to truly be able to execute what someone wants. Uh, you know, where that's what makes us 
human is that we're all unique. So not only are we all unique, we all have unique wants and uh, needs and when it comes to our housing. So I think that, yes, uh, for the short term and the interim, yes, we will be relying more and more on, on technology. And I think that some things will stay as a result of what has occurred today. But I don't think that everything that we do today will stay in the long term. So if someone has been wanting to sell a house for a while and then, you know, this virus hits, what would you tell that person who's been considering selling a house for a long time? Well, if they're considering it, so if they, so it, it's, it's two different approaches. If they've already had their home on the market, there's some things that they may want to look at doing as file, possibly maybe doing some minor improvements to make it so that the property is more attractive uh, uh, to the, the, uh, the consumer out there. Uh, if there, if it's a, and then of course, obviously price adjustment, but uh, you might want to just think about sometimes it's just a bag of mulch. Uh, sometimes it's just some landscape lights. Sometimes it's just some kitchen door, uh, kitchen doorknobs, uh, cabinet doorknobs. Uh, sometimes it's uh, uh, some paint. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, putting down a little bit of flooring in a particular area. You know, so just see if there's anything that you can do to make it more attractive. And also increase its curb appeal. It's always uh, a plus for selling a property. And that's what I would actually say for someone who's waiting in the wings. Here's my thing. We are still uh, having appreciation uh, year over year. We still have a pent-up amount of demand from buyers uh, that is out there. So there's not a point yet where I would say, uh, hold out and wait your, until this out. I think this is a great time to act now, especially as interest rates are at their historic lows again. Um, I'm hearing some interest rates that are the lowest they've ever seen. So that's going to spur action and that's going to spur people wanting to try to take advantage of that as much as possible. So this would be actually a great time to put your house on the market. Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit, but on the flip side, what would you tell someone who's maybe thinking of buying a house right now? Well, that's what I just said. The interest rates are the lowest they're ever going to mm -hmm. be. So, I mean, hey, if you're going to talking about getting a great price for a home, this is the way to do it. And, I mean, honestly, when there is a time where there is more of a cautionary position, to be honest with you, I've always been advised run against the way of the herd. So if the people are walking away or more cautious, I would say don't lose, throw caution to the wind, but I would say look to see if there's an opportunity that you can benefit from as you are uh, in that space to purchase a home. There is a lot of great opportunity out there. There is uh, some more, I mean, as you can see, as I was just mentioning that some sellers should put it on the market because it's a great opportunity. Some sellers are taking that to heart and actually utilizing that information and putting their house on the market. So we're having an increase of inventory and it's uh, right now, as we speak, uh, still in a very healthy market, uh, but uh, you know, next year, I don't know what that will be. 
And this next question is a little bit more on the on the banking side of things, but you know, refinancing seems like it's a very popular thing to do right now. For someone very that doesn't so. know, yeah, for someone that doesn't know a lot about refinancing, why are so many people going that route at this moment? Good question. So the thing about it is, is that depending on when you purchased your home, you may be in an interest rate that is a lot higher. For example, if you bought a house, uh, let's say uh, 10 years ago, but actually interest rates have been still pretty good, but let's say 10 years ago, probably at a 5% interest rate. Well, uh, some situations you can get down to a 3.5. If you buy at the rate down, you might even get lower. I've heard some people being uh, throwing around an interest rate of 3.125. That's like almost unheard of. So the amount of savings that it would take uh, would help is is great. But now the thing about that is that you have to be careful of what all the numbers, uh, how they impact the situation. So a refinance, first off, let me explain that. It is when you pay off an existing loan with a new loan. So it starts with the interest rate of that day. However, if you start to take out some of the equity that has been built over that time uh, through a new loan. Be careful with that because that will increase your your overall debt that you owe back to the bank. Uh, the you If you're going to refi to minimize or bring down the uh, interest rate, you want to try to make sure you minimize that payment. Another good advice that I would say, if you minimize your payment, take the difference of that payment because you are used to making that payment amount to make put that difference in a savings account and or put it towards uh, something that is helping you uh, get out of more debt and or build your savings for the future. You talked on it a little bit, but what would you say the outlook is of buying and selling homes for the rest of this year? For the rest of this year? Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I can't even begin to answer that question. I don't want to, uh, give any false, uh, predictions, but I will say this, it's something we definitely want to watch because our business is a momentum business. It's something that, um, it takes a while for it to feel if it's good or it's bad. So right now, I think that we're all are cautious and wondering how the, second half of this year is going to play out from people to having uh, forbearances. My understanding, I spoke with a, a pretty prominent uh, real, uh, mortgage lender um, here in the Twin Cities uh, a couple of weeks ago at a phone uh, conference, and he uh, was saying that one out of 17 uh, American or mortgages in America are in forbearance. That's a pretty high number, uh, and hopefully the American people will uh, find a way to, you know, be able to find a way to pay their, their mortgages, but some may not. And then in that situation, you're going to have an increase in some foreclosures. So I would say, I don't know if it would be something that will be catastrophic or will it be just a minor increase? That is still have time, yet time will have to tell. Uh, but I do think that um, any uh, opportunity can be made from that where if you are uh, for a first-time home buyer, that means that you have prices will come down. Uh, so then still position yourself uh, to purchase a house. I know a lot of people who uh, 
during the first most recent uh, recession, heaviest recession, uh, purchased homes during that time, and they financially put themselves in very good positions when they did that. So I would consider that as an option moving forward. Yeah, it's a little redundant, but do you see any other positives that could come out of this moving forward? Um, several. Uh, again, it's about, uh, you know, I would say being patient, and then I would say, uh, you know, you you have to consider, yes, uh, the real estate market is cyclical and has its up and downs like any other industry uh, known to man. But at the same time, real estate will always be of value to humans because uh, we need space to live and to do our business. So when you think of that element, even though there may be a downturn, it might be a good time to purchase land if you were planning on buying a new construction. Uh, it may be a time for you if you were considering getting into real estate investment, this might be an opportunity for you to look at getting in at that point. Um, if you're a first time home buyer, it might make it so that you're be able to afford your first home. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that when pricing becomes more affordable, if you are poised and positioned to be able to take advantage of it, that you can definitely make it a, a silver lining. What are some ways people can get a hold of you if they have more questions about um, any anything related to the home buying or selling process? Well, uh, I would advise them to, one, go to my website, uh, www.rnrrealty. It's three letters, so R, Robert, N, Nancy, R, Robert, realty.com. That also, you can call me on my office phone number, which is 952-922-8582, or you can try my cell phone at 612-720-2645. Uh, you also can uh, email me at Nene, which is N as in Nancy, E, N as in Nancy, E, dot M as in Mary, at R in our realty.com. Yeah, that's great. Again, rnrrealty.com. Lots of good information on there. Uh, Nene, thank you for taking the time to join me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. Had a good time. Thanks again to Nene for coming on the podcast. Again, if you have questions for Nene, looking to get in contact with him or want to learn more about the home buying or selling process, visit rnrrealty.com. We'll be back on Thursday with another podcast. Have a good week and we will talk to you then.